This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Well, welcome back to the How She Did That podcast. Now, I know that most of our audience is made up of virtual assistants, OBMs, launch managers, project managers, agency owners, done-for-you service providers of all kinds. But did you know that many of us are also neurodivergent? We exist! (laughs) And we're running successful businesses and agencies just like everyone else. But it does take some time to figure out how our brains work and how to make it work for us. That's why I sat down with the Agency Thrive Mind member, Latrice Prater, an executive business partner and the CEO of the Digital Solutions team. In addition to being one of the funniest people I know, Latrice is also one of the most transparent. I love that she and I got to have a candid conversation about mental health and what it's like to be a neurodivergent CEO. So let's go ask Latrice how she runs her agency as a neurodivergent CEO. Latrice, my friend. I'm so excited that you're here. How are you? I am great. (laughs) On a Friday. (laughs) On a Friday as we're recording. Um, So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Oh, you you know, I really don't like when people ask me that because I feel like it's so loaded. You know what I mean? Like I can go on for days about who I am. Don't go on for days. (laughs) I need like two sentences. All right. Okay. My bad. The flip side of ADHD, right? Like attention, (laughs) attention span is short. But literally, I could talk for days. Seven million different subjects, though. But I could talk. But anyway, back to the original question at hand. So I am Latrice Prater. I am originally from Washington, D.C. I live in Texas. I am an agency owner. I have a, a nice team of, what is it, 10? Yeah, 10 amazing women. And we basically support other female business owners in all things tech. I love tech. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And you're a member of the agency Thrive Mind. Let's not forget Oh, that. I'm a lifer. Lifer <laughs> forever at a day. This conversation yes. is going to be so fun. Okay. So we are talking about neurodivergency as an agency owner, but before we even hopped on and pressed record, you and I had a conversation about like, what does neurodivergent even include or exclude? Or is it like mental health and neurodivergence? And Google told us that nobody has a exact definition. So yes. we are, here's how we're do, defining it for this conversation. Anxiety, bipolar, depression, ADHD. Do yeah. you need to include anything Autism. Else? Autism. Because autism is a common yes. that one. And probably a couple other ones that I'm missing. But probably a few others. Of. Yes. But that's, that's what we're including in this conversation at yes. hand. So you and I both have ADHD. Yes, ma'am. Super exciting. 
<laughs> if people didn't know before this conversation, I'm sure they figured it out by now, by now. And I know um, what are so what are the other neurodivergencies that you that you identify with? <laughs> okay, that was funny. Um, ADHD was probably the latter diagnosis. Okay. So that came extremely late, like last year late. But I have been diagnosed with bipolar depression, or they just call it bipolar two because it's a one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been diagnosed with what is it, generalized anxiety disorder, uh, and oh, oh, sorry, with a side of panic attack. I like oh, to say it like that. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah, you know, every now and then, <laughs> spritz it in. Yeah, and then um, insomnia. Oh. Yeah. That's fun too. That's so fun. Is that I mean, why I get like Voxer messages from you at like three in the morning? First of all, what you're not going to do is put me out there <laughs> like that. <laughs> but when it's in my brain, I got to get it out because I totally hear you. I, hear I you. will forget. Yep. And you already Immediately. know. Immediately. Yep. <laughs> there are so many. So I, I sleep really, really well, which is crazy. Seriously? Um, yeah. I get like, I go to sleep at 8 PM every single night. How? And I wake up at like five thirty, six o'clock. I get like nine to 10 hours of sleep every night. Up at it. First of all, that is an ungodly hour to be up. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I love it because that's when I have the most focus. And so oh, I work from like six to 10, mm-hmm. like the minute I get up, I'm usually working because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I got to use it before like my, you know, use it or lose it's it. gone. Use it or lose it. The focus is gone here, yes. here and then gone. Okay. So. How did you first get diagnosed? Like, what was your, what's your or, origin story? That's so crazy. <laughs> so my origin story. So uh, when was it? I was living in California and I was working for a company that provided like, I don't know if you're familiar with the term because I'm sure you ain't been nobody's employee in a long time. Huh, it's been like five. <laughs> but, you know, back in the day, in the day <laughs> when we used to work for people, <laughs> They have this thing called uh, EAP, an employee assistance program. Mm -hmm. So I worked with a program like that. And basically the side of the program I worked with is like when people would call in because their company offered like um, a couple of free, was it counseling sessions? Mm -hmm. So I would be the one to get the call, set them up with the referral kind of thing. And I don't know, literally it was kind of, it was some years ago. I can't remember how many, but some years I was just at work. I was having a day, but it was almost like I was having too many of those days. Mm-hmm. And I remember going into the break room and I was like, this can't be normal. Mm-hmm. And I called the EAP line myself. I love it. <laughs> I was like, listen, guys, I need to talk to somebody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but I need to figure it out. Cause I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So I that's love how that. I started. I love number one, that you advocated for yourself and number two, that like, you were just like, something's off and let me go fix it. So fantastic job. Okay. So I want to talk about, first of all, I want to talk about a couple of things. I want to talk about life as an agency owner, (laughs) as a neurodivergent agency owner, because I think it's an interesting ride as you know, but number two, I think that I don't know if you've come across this, but when I first became a VA and started learning about like Myers-Briggs and all that stuff, like all of those personality tests, so many people were like, so I'm an ENFP in Myers-Briggs, right? I am too. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if you did like a Venn diagram between like ENFP and neurodivergence, it would be like a circle. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Because we are a huge contradiction. 
We totally are. Yes. And so when you, if you like literally Google ENFPs, it says like unhireable, has no direction. (laughs) All of it's too many details. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't do like, yeah, all of this stuff. And so for us to be in the operation space and be ENFPs and be ADHD and all of the other things, people are just like, wait, how does that work? (laughs) And people ask me all the time, specifically around tech, because there's like, there's so many details, like, how does that work? And what I tell them is, yes, I'm not like a type A in the classical sense, but I'm a creative thinker. You know Mm, what I mean? I think outside the box when there's a problem, I've already thought about 800 other like ways to, to find, you know, find the solution for sure. And especially when it comes to tech, like my brain just kind of, I see it. Like literally, if you could see my hands right now, I'm like using my hands so much. I see the entire funnel, the entire outline, what goes to where. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are so many superpowers that people are missing with people with neurodivergence and ENFPs. Yes. yes. <laughs> that they kind of write us off. Would you agree with that? Have you come across that at all? Well, I would say for me, I haven't really come across it a lot on okay. a personal note, only mm-hmm. because people don't usually get that from me. Like ah, I usually okay. have to tell them maybe yeah. the ADHD part. Cause I am a little like squirrel. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for the most part, all of the different like mental disorders that I mm-hmm. have technically been diagnosed with, most people don't get that because of my personality. I am mm-hmm. literally most of the time, happy go lucky, want to laugh, want to be happy, yeah. but you know, but I also appreciate that, like, you are very honest when you're having struggle days, like struggle oh, days, for sure. you know what I mean? Like, you don't just show up when, like, life is amazing. You're just like, oh, no. life is not amazing right now, no. and I'm going to get through it, but hey, people, it's just not amazing right now, yeah. which I think is so important because, especially on social media, we see one side of the coin way too often, you know, like, there are other sides of the coin that we need to see. <laughs> I hate the fluff. I really do. Yeah. I can't, mm-hmm. I do not enjoy the fluff. I feel like people connect with real. Yeah. You know, absolutely. transparency, authentic, the relatable. Mm-hmm. And it is not real life for everything to be peaches and cream every day. Okay? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I am a mama of three. I'm somebody wife. <laughs> somebody, we don't know. Somebody wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Every day is not amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some days I want to throw the whole business away. Oh, absolutely. The whole husband away. The whole thing. Yep. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not scared to tell people like, hey, today is not today. Like, yeah. Leave me be. I just need a moment. Okay? Yeah. I love mm-hmm. you. But give yeah. me a moment. <laughs> give me a moment. So let's talk about being agency owners. Okay. With all of the, the, all the alphabet soup, all of the things. <laughs> Um, so how has becoming an agency owner, how has it been a challenge for you? Uh, it, it, you know, okay. It's a huge challenge for me because one of the best gifts I think we have, even with ADHD or, you know, mental disorders, like what I say, anxiety, depression, all those things. I'm like <laughs> all, all the things. things. <laughs> um, I have a huge amount of empathy. Mm-hmm. And because I have a huge amount of empathy for people, sometimes it gets me into trouble yeah. because my empathy always leads me down the path of wanting to be there for a person in a different type of way. It's almost like trying to make sure they're okay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's to my own detriment. Mm-hmm. 
So as an agency owner, it's like, okay, I have people on my team. And if they do something wrong, I have to correct them. And if, you know, something isn't done when it's supposed to be done, I really don't like the uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, there are two sides to me. I was going to say, because... (laughs) <laughs> I yeah. don't like the uncomfortable. I was like, you are like the person that we go to in Thrive Mind when people have uncomfortable conversations. Yes. <laughs> but the problem is that is the very much like I don't respond immediately because I'll respond out of emotion. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it will come off as me being petty, but I am a little bit petty. I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, it's okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I try so hard to really just be cognizant of like those things, those moments, saying the right thing, making sure they hear me, but I hear them, you know, just so we can move forward. Mm-hmm. But it, it's always difficult because I'm always trying to like not let my emotion come out too mm-hmm. much. Right. So it's, it's rough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I hear all of that. And I think for me as like a person with ADHD in an agency, what has been a challenge for me is knowing that I can't go off the rails in terms of like, True. oh, there's this, there's this new thing, you know, new shiny object kind of thing and go I'm down that rabbit it. hole. Yeah, exactly. And it's really hard to do when you have team members who are like, but this was the plan yesterday, <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, but now I want to do this because the dopamine, you know, oh, um, the dopamine. Yeah, the dopamine. <laughs> so that's, that is the hard part for me. So yeah. what has been the greatest gift in owning your agency? Oh man, the greatest gift in owning my agency, honestly, is probably the collaboration. And the reason why I say that, especially as someone who is ADHD, mm-hmm. when it comes to like certain client calls and strategy sessions and all of those things, I almost always take those calls with a team member mm-hmm. because I know how I function mm-hmm. and I need someone else to lead the call because literally while they're leading a call, getting into all these amazing details. It may not look like I'm paying attention, but I am low key on the other, like part of my screen, my second monitor, like digging into things, all their business. And then at random, I just pop in Mm -hmm. with ideas. And Mm -hmm. I always do that. And it always works because it's like, I need that freedom to like process the way I process. Yeah. And not feel like I have to be honed in with you at the moment. Right. When my reality is I work better when I can kind of like multitask, like I am still listening, but I need to like process in my way. Yeah. I, so when I was growing up and we would go to church, I would always be doodling on my program, you know? And my mom was like, you're not paying attention. I'm like, no, if I stop doodling, I can't pay attention anymore. Like, Hey, that's a fact. (laughs) I am, I am a 30 some odd year old woman. Okay. I told my pastor the other day, I was like, I love you. (laughs) <laughs> but when you tell us not to take notes, I get nervous. <laughs> yep. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not taking notes, nine times out of 10, I'm going to zone out somewhere. Yep. Yeah. During I the am sermon. somewhere else. Not okay. Here. Let <laughs> yeah. me take notes because that's exactly. how I'm paying attention. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, whether it's in church and doodling or mm-hmm. being on a call with a team member, yep. honoring how you work best, I think is the, the thing that you can do the best for your team and your clients and for yourself and everything in terms of it. And that's why one of the reasons that I love having a team, because I know that I can go off and like 
imagine and create for the future and everything. And that what needs to happen in the present is still happening in the present because my team is able to execute. Absolutely. Oh, so helpful. Oh, hey there. Can I interrupt this amazing episode for just one second? I want you to listen up right now, especially if you've done it. You've built a successful and booming business, and now you're ready to take it to the next step and start or grow an agency. An agency model business can be a great way to increase your income and impact without adding more implementation work to your plate. But without the right support systems and team, it can definitely feel overwhelming and crash and burn. That's why I created the Agency Thrive Mind, a supportive group coaching program for agency owners. Imagine being in a supportive space where your fellow members and coaches get you, are rooting for you, and are there to help you during the ups and sometimes downs of building this new level of your success. Ready to hear more? I can't wait to share it. Head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind for all of the info. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind. What do you do or what do you say to your team or how to communicate when like you're just having an off day or a down day or not a good day or whatever? (sighs) That's a tricky one, to be honest, because I'm really close to my team and they will, they worry about me. Mm. So Mm. it's like, I have to be careful and I say too much because then next thing you know, somebody trying to take on all the things to try to save me. And I'm like, listen. Okay. The reality is I'm always going to be like this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll be all right. I just need to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I usually like, I'll send a Slack message and I'll let them know like, Hey, you know, just having a tough day. I'm just going to lay low today. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, you know, it's always like, take care of yourself. You know, you, you deserve self-care too. Yeah. And I advocate that to my clients. Mm-hmm. You know how that is. <laughs> But I will also say that one of the things that we've been working on you and I together in Thrive Mind for like the last year is getting you more and more out of client implementation yes. so that you have the space to do what you need in the moment. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's important, whether it's a health challenge or mental health or neurodivergence, I think it's really important that people have the space to, to be. And if you wake up, you know, one morning and you're just like, today is not the day. Right. Like, it's really hard to do that when you're like, but there's 10 clients counting on me. You know what I mean? But Facts. when you, when you're not in client implementation as much or anymore, you're able to be like, okay, what do I need? Like, can I shift things around so that I can get what I need, but also get done what needs to be done as well? Yeah, I, I agree. I think for me, getting out of client, well, you already know, getting out of client work was so hard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard for me. And that is probably the thing that I struggle the most with, with you, when you always telling me, what what did they tell you? What's the plan? (laughs) You have this amount of time to do this. And I'm like, no, how I am. I hate deadlines. Stop it. (laughs) I'll do it when I'm ready. (laughs) But part of it is like, I know I do need to make more time for myself to have that space. Right. Mm -hmm. But the other part of it is I love my clients. Mm -hmm. Not that I love all the work, because I don't. I'm, yeah. I wouldn't even lie. I'd be lying if I said I did. Like the admin stuff, because of course I started out as like admin all the way. Mm-hmm. But like I realized, okay, I really don't want to do this no more. Like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to look at your calendar. I definitely don't want to be in your inbox. It's not fun for me mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> but the interaction with my clients is the, what I don't, I don't want to give up. Like I yeah. love being a part of all the things. 
you know, this. And see, here's, here's the thing. Cause I think that a lot of people are listening and being like, yes, that's, that's who I am too. Having an agency, growing an agency, getting out of client implementation, isn't about creating this rule that you can never talk to your clients, that you can never do X, Y, Z. It is that you don't have to, it's a want to instead of a have to. And that changes the dynamic that changes how you show up and what you're able to do, because you know that like, it will still continue even if you're not doing it or you're not able to attend XYZ meeting or show up, in, you know, in their inbox or whatever. Yeah. So that, that's the gold. I know, man. I listen to you. You do. Sometimes sure. I implement it too, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> I know you're right. That's, that's why I joined the program. <laughs> After stalking you for a little while <laughs> on social media, you know, then I had to slide in your DMs because I was like, look, before I made this investment, I got to make sure because I'm cheap. <laughs> Our conversation was so hilarious. And, and it was so funny because you started off with like, before I start, I, because I'm cheap, before I like invest. And you were like, send me the inv- invoice. <laughs> yeah, facts. Like, just send it to me. Send me the invoice. <laughs> you know, who, say, who says I won't, but who says I will? Who says I will? <laughs> okay, before we go, a couple more questions. Yes. So if there's somebody who is listening right now and they're like, like, I'm feeling this, I'm resonating with this, what would you say their next step is? I would guess, I was going to say, call your employers, e, what was it, EP? EPC. EAP? EAP. Oh, <laughs> EAP, if they work for somebody. Yes. I know. If you don't work for somebody... Like there are tons of numbers. We'll post some of them in the, in the show notes in oh, like, sure. in terms of things. But when we talked to Courtney Shaw recently, um, we gave people like a little self-assessment thing that they mm-hmm. could take for seeing if they potentially had ADHD. So, and there are lots of those for like anxiety and uh, depression and all those as well. So we'll make sure that we post those in the show notes at tashabooth.com forward slash podcast. But what would your advice be for them or their next steps? Oh my goodness. Um, Therapy has worked wonders for me, especially if you grew up in an environment where you're told, I, I don't know, it could be just a cultural thing, but I know for a fact, for us, it was, you know, what goes on in this house stays in this house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So th- I'm very much conditioned to keep things to myself. Mm-hmm. And when you hold on tight to all of the negativity and all the hurt and, you know, all the trauma, then it just starts to manifest itself in like crazy ways. So being able to talk to someone is important. I also think too, as black women, I see it a lot now online where black women are saying, I don't want to be the strong friend or stop calling me strong. And for me, it's like, I don't think it's a problem with being strong. I Mm -hmm. think we are the strongest, like women are super strong, black Mm -hmm. women, especially are super strong because it takes a lot of strength to be vulnerable. It takes Mm -hmm. a lot of strength to love. It takes a lot of strength to say, I'm sorry. Like, it's the way you define strength. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm okay with being the strong one. Yeah. Because I, I think that that, like when, when I see those memes, I think that the reason is because people have classically defined strong as like not showing emotion or like not asking for what you need or not right. reaching out for help or not cracking under the pressure, you know, like those things. And that strength is detrimental and toxic, you know, but yeah. true strength when you But it's that strength. Yeah. Yeah. Is that really strength? You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because that, that sounds like fear to me. Yeah, it is fear. Yeah. It's it's definitely there. There is a fear component. And there is a, I think, especially for Black women, it's been like, if I don't continue, everything falls apart, you know? Yes. 
And feeling that way is not healthy, but showing up and being like, here's what I need, you know, and going to therapy and, and those things that like, especially in the black community were so taboo for so long, like therapy would be like, you, there's nothing wrong with you. What do you, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to spend a hundred dollars an hour to talk to somebody, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. I will. Number one. And number <laughs> two, it's not just about talking to like, they have degrees for a reason, yeah. you know? Um, so, okay. Amazing. But where can we find you and continue hanging out with you? Cause you're hilarious. Oh my God. And you just started doing reels, right? <laughs> it's so much fun. I have to do some more, but I'm not gonna lie with the reels. I think for me, it's like I get to be a little bit petty and I love yep. it. I love you, it. I love the petty things. <laughs> but <laughs> um, where you can find me, I am everywhere a little bit. Look, <laughs> Facebook, you know, you just find me by my name, Latrice Prater. <laughs> what's the name? Okay, what's the name of your agency? What's, it is the, the Digital Solutions Team. <gasps> yeah, they can't see the dance. The dance is <laughs> a the thing. dance. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> dance to the name. I love it. And it is, um, sorry, the digital solutions team, Instagram. We do have a page. It is at VA support, the number four, her. And then me personally uh, at the virtual pro, because that's what I consider myself most days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are my main two platforms. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn too, but Facebook and Instagram is where I primarily live, especially if you want to see the craziness. Well, thank you so much for your candor and your honesty. And I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you. There are three things I know a lot about launching, growing an agency and musical theater. If you're starting or growing a done for you service agency, then I definitely want you to check out the agency thrive mind. This is the program for done for you service agency owners looking for support and accountability. Inside of ThriveMind, you'll have access to both one-on-one and group coaching, a smaller accountability pod cheering you on, a resource library full of templates and trainings, monthly group mindset coaching, guest expert trainings, and so much more. Head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind for all the details. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash ThriveMind. Until next time, remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward because you are doing a great job.